Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Soulfully Awakened. I am your host, Nicole, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I thought for episode two, it would be a really good um, entry point for you guys to get to know me a little bit and to hear about how my journey to where I am today kind of unfolded. So I grew up in a small town to two very young parents, and I was surrounded by this very open, free-spirited house. So, you know, spiritual in the sense of, you know, respecting other people, accepting people for who they are, where they are, no matter, you know, what their their races, sexual orientation, just everything, accepting people and really showing that kindness, not spiritual in the sense of religious. I did not grow up in a religious household. And, you know, I'm going to admit right now, I probably can't tell you much about the Bible. You know, I don't know much about the Bible. I did not grow up in a household where we went to church every single day, but I did grow up in a household that was artistic and musical and expressive And spirituality and exploring that side was a really big part. And this came from my mom. So growing up, I was always, you know, surrounded by the books that she read, be it on past lives, near-death experiences, angels, um, extraterrestrial life, anything and everything under that umbrella my mom was into and she, you know, was part of a book club. So she would get books delivered and I would always see them and I would see different books on, um, holistic healing and herbalism. So even though maybe when I was really, really young, I wasn't reading those things. I still was surrounded by it, you know, watching my mom. And we know that being around a person or being around people who do certain things, you will inevitably pick up what they are doing subconsciously. And that's what I was doing. My mom wasn't trying to force this onto us. This was something she was very interested in. So she would, you know, read books on it. She would watch, you know, different shows about it. And so we kind of grew up, my brother and my sister and I, we kind of grew up in this household where those things weren't weird. That wasn't taboo. So kind of being around that kind of set the foundation. And I remember growing up and I might've been 12 or 13, but I remember watching this show and I don't know if it was like on Dateline or something like that. It was just on and it was talking about cultures in Peru who are called shamans doing um, this metaphysical, holistic, spiritual type of healing on people who would come to see them. And these patients or people would have these radical, miraculous um, healing stories. And I remember watching it and they were interviewing these shamans and watching them do what they do. And I remember being so fascinated And what's funny is I totally forgot all about this until I went through my shamanic training and I was working with my shaman and I'll, I'll do a podcast to talk about my shamanic journey in another episode, but back to my story. I remember watching that on TV and just having this deep knowingness that I could do this, that I used to do this, that we are capable of miraculously and radically healing the body 
that the potential is there, that that pure potential is there. So I remember sitting on the couch and watching this and being so deeply fascinated. And I can clearly see myself watching it and, and the memories flood back in. And I just remember thinking like, wow, like if we can do this, why isn't everybody doing this? Why isn't anybody talking about this? And so, you know, I remember having that deep resonance of remembering and that right there, like that memory just, you know, shows that we have these memories where we can remember things from past lives and different things like that. And I'll talk about past lives in another episode too. I got a lot to talk about y'all. Um, so growing up in a household that was very open, free-spirited and fluid and open-minded really helped to shape me. So, you know, we go through life, you know, we become a teenager and when you're a teenager, you're still developing and thinking. And so those things weren't really like at the forefront. But when I look back, I mean, I still like communicated with like angels and I would, um, you know, write things down. But at the time I didn't know what I was writing down was like an intention or like an affirmation or like a mantra. I would just write down certain things that I desired to manifest and I could feel it and see it so deeply. I knew it. I knew it. I could feel it and they would happen. And, you know, looking back, I didn't realize what I was doing. I think I chalked it up to like luck or, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. I didn't think anything of it because I didn't have the conceptual full scope understanding yet at that age. But, you know, as far back as I can remember, I would play around with spirituality and I would entertain the ideas of spirituality. And one of my first memories, and this is a memory that came back to me after I had my, um, my last bit of my shamanic training with my shaman, we were doing a, um, a soul fracture retrieval and she brought back this part of myself. So soul fractures, in essence are things that we send away and they go to like another, um, time space field dimension. And then as a shaman, we can kind of go back in and we can integrate that part back into your soul when it's time for it to come back. So the soul fracture that went away, she described it as me as like a little girl between, like she said, the age four and six standing in front of a mirror and then that mirror being broken, but she's bringing that mirror, the pieces back together and putting it back into me. And so I was like, okay, like I didn't really know what that meant. And so the next day I went and I had coffee by myself and I was just journaling and then the memory came flooding back. I remember being between the age of four and six, um, playing in my little um, brother's room. And I think I was in there by myself. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know if I was playing with like Barbies or something, but I remember like having this, um, sensation behind me, like, like this acknowledgement, like this energy being like acknowledge me. And I remember looking back over my shoulder and underneath the bed, there was this energy, this entity that was like looking at me and kept trying to get me to come over there. And I didn't, I did not want to go over there. I just kept ignoring it. And I remember what it looked like, like, you know, like I couldn't physically see a body, but it was like dark and the eyes were kind of beady and not warm and inviting. And I remember I just kept ignoring it. And 
I just like looked back and I was just like, I'm ignoring you. You know, like I'm not coming over there. You know, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel safe because I knew if I went over there, it was going to like pull me into this like energy. So I remember just getting up and and leaving the room and I don't remember if I told anybody, but I, that at that age, I, I declared that I no longer wanted to see these things. I no longer wanted to feel them. It scared me. So I sent it away. So that was part of my soul fracture, my soul fracture. So sending it away kind of sent that ability away from me. And not until this was about last May, May of 2018, when I finished it up, we brought that portion back to me. And my shaman said, she was like, okay, this makes sense. This is what happened. I won't be surprised if over the next year that this gift comes back. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, so over the course of that year, she was right. This gift did come back. I've had several instances of seeing things like seeing a spirit, having them touch me. And these are things I've not had before. I would hear things. I would see images in my mind. I could feel the energy sensations, but never like see things like in the physical or have anything touch me, like touch me where I was like, okay, something is here. So that is my earliest memory being between the age of four and six and seeing those, but then I sent it away. So Growing up, I had, like I said, I had this foundation and then I remember, you know, like, you know, going through college and then, you know, starting a life and having kids and getting married. And I wasn't like there yet, but it was always around me because my mom was always talking about spirituality. And I'll never forget. I remember coming to their house one time and and my son was like a toddler and my daughter was like a baby and my mom was sitting in the living room and she was like doing something YouTube video and she was like tapping on her third eye and I'm like what are you doing she's like I'm doing this tapping to open up my third eye and to help like decalcify the pineal gland and I'm like I'm like oh my god like what are you doing you're like so weird and so but what I think is so interesting is even though my mom does not do the things that I do, being a soul coach, a healer, an intuitive, um, a shaman and things like that, my mom was set up in my life and I chose her to be my awakener, my activator and my teacher. Because if I wouldn't have been surrounded around those things and constantly having it in my vibration, even though I was not doing it, I probably wouldn't have fully awakened to my potential and my gifts. Yes, I would have eventually, but I don't know if I would have accepted them as gracefully as I have and have known or even wanted to. So, you know, even though my mom isn't doing it in the way that I am, and she always says, you know, I always thought that, you know, the path that you talk about that you're on was for me, but actually it was birthed in the sense of my child. And that's all I could ever want. And for her to watch that, I think is such an exciting thing because she was such a key role player in that aspect of that development and being that, that embodiment, that presence, that energy that was there to just to do what she was doing and not realize that what she was doing was actually transmitting activations and myself and my brother and my sister. 
And so that's kind of how like my, my early part started was just, you know, my mom was this really key role player. She still really is into spirituality, probably not to the magnitude that I am, but she, you know, she is in her, she knows what I'm talking about. She, you know, understands it and, you know, she's into that stuff. So I probably came to my spiritual awakening around your Saturn return, my Saturn return. So we usually hit that anywhere between the age of like 28 and 31-ish. And this is basically where Saturn hits the exact placement of your natal chart in the sky from when you were born. And it's kind of like that awakening, like, okay, Nicole, you've been living your life you know, in this way, according to society, to your parents, to your peers, you've taken in a lot. And now we're going to shake it all up because we need you to live authentically aligned to you. So when you go through like a Saturn return, it is different for everybody. It could be like, you know, considered quote unquote traumatic, chaotic, or it could be, you know, um, it could be a gentle and calm you know, as you perceive it to be. And for me, I didn't have a rock bottom. I didn't have anything crazy, but I had some massive changes in my life. Whenever I had my, um, when my awakening came about, that is when I decided to leave my corporate job that I had had for like the past seven, eight years. And it was a good paying job. I was in a supervisor role working in um, healthcare finance. And I just decided I don't want to do this anymore. Like this isn't aligned to me. I want to be able to see my kids more. I want to be able to, you know, take my son to and from kindergarten. And right around that time too, I had gotten really into taking group fitness and I love dancing. So, you know, that is another essential role that I play is I'm a fitness instructor. I love dancing. I love helping people connect to their bodies. And I was like, okay, you know what I can do is I can start teaching um, group fitness just to help bring in some supplemental income. And so me deciding to like listen to that stirring that was like, gosh, there's more to life than there is. Like there has to be more. I quickly um, decided, me and my husband talked and when I was like, okay, I'm going to quit my job. So I quit my job. I put myself out there for um, teaching fitness classes. And right away I had um, booked um, seven fitness classes a week, just really putting myself out there, just kind of all unfolded. And within that same week, I remember they had put out the documentary, um, The Secret. So if you've read The Secret or you've watched the documentary, you know what I'm talking about. It's all about the law of attraction, about the manifestation and the power that our thoughts have that create our outer reality. And so I, I came across that and I was just, and then like, it was literally like a remembrance, like, whoa, you are the co-creator of your reality, Nicole. If you don't like something, let's look at how we can shift and change. And that was the beginning for me. And that led me to my friend, Melinda, who is this beautiful channel, intuitive, um, psychic. It led me to her and it led me to her so randomly. Like I found her on Facebook and I was like, okay, like I'm going to have, I want to have a reading with her because I like, you know, I'm going through so many massive changes right now. Like I've just quit my high paying job and I'm going to be, you know, um, 
my own, my own boss. I'm going to have my own business. I'm kind of, you know, like take my kids, you know, to and from preschool and kindergarten. So like, oh my gosh, like I kind of, I kind of need a little bit of grounding guidance here. So, um, I sought her out. I started to fill out the um, survey to like book a session. And then I was like, nope, I don't want to do this. And the reason why I did that is because I had had a, um, a reading with somebody years ago and I didn't like it. It didn't make me feel good. There were a lot of things she said that like, honestly did not make any sense and still don't make any sense. So I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth. And so I was like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Nope, nope, nope. And for whatever reason, I will never, um, I get a phone call. I don't recognize the number. And if you know me or if you don't know me, I do not answer the phone unless I know who is calling me. So I decided like, all right, I'll, I'll answer it. So I answer it and it's Melinda. <laughs> she was like, Hey, um, I don't normally do this or call, but I felt like I should, I should call you. Um, did you have trouble filling out the, um, the booking, the little application to book a session with me? And I was like, well, actually, and I explained, you know, like what happened and why I stopped doing it. And then she was like, Oh my gosh, you know, that's totally fine. But I would really, if you, I would really love to work with you if you'd like a session and so I was like, yeah, okay. You know, and I got off and, and her energy and just the alignment of it all one, I never answer the phone unless I know who it is, but I felt really pushed to answer the phone and I'm glad I did. And two, she felt this pull and her to like reach out and call me when she doesn't normally call. Because if you have an online business or people book through you, you have this happen all the time. And we don't call every single person, but she felt like she should call me. And so I feel like that was divinely orchestrated. So we set up a session, we talked, and this has really helped open up my gifts and her telling me about the different gifts that I had and what she was seeing for me. And after that, it was like, I remember one day, um, we'd had maybe like one or two sessions together. And then I remember one day just sitting up, um, after teaching a fitness class, I was soaking in an Epsom salt bath and I had this image in my head, this like reel, you know, like those reels that like will scroll and say like a word, like think about the movie theater, like how it'll keep telling you like what movies are playing. I kept seeing the word Reiki in my head. And I was like, why am I thinking about Reiki? Like I've had Reiki done once in my whole entire life prior to that. Um, I went to massage school and I had a girl who was studying it and she did it on me. And so I was like, I've never had this done before. Like, you know, like, where is this coming from? But I was highly interested in the metaphysics and the energetics of working with people on a level that would move the energy and connect to their energy and things like that. And so I get out of the bath. And I take my notebook out and I start writing it. I start writing it. <laughs> Melinda calls. And she was like, hey, I got to call you right now because I keep getting this message. And I have to tell you this. Have you ever thought about doing Reiki? And I was like, shut up. Shut up right now. I'm like, I just had this message come through. I can't even believe it. And she was like, okay, well, you got to do it. So I was like, oh my gosh. Like everything was starting just to swirl and unfold so fast. I could like, I was like, I couldn't even believe it. So I was like, okay, like I definitely need to research this. So I just start researching, um, Reiki and Reiki masters. And I have, I happened to find a Reiki, like my whole thing was like, I want to find a Reiki master that is close to me. I'm not traveling far away. Um, so I found a Reiki master who was 15 minutes from me. 
So I go to her website, I read about it, I get a really good feeling. And in order to work with her, she likes you to kind of like um, fill out like a little application, a little bit about yourself, because she wants to feel the energetics of you and, you know, and make sure it's a right fit. Make sure that she is training somebody who is ready and who, you know, is ready to be inducted into this type of, um, this energy resonance. So I send it off and then within 24 hours I hear back from her and she was like, yes, I want to work with you. Um, I like what's coming through. And then we set up our sessions and we meet and, you know, working with her activated another part of myself. I remember, um, she just kept telling me, she was like, wow. She was like, you really have a gift for this. Have you never done Reiki before? And I'm like, no. And she kept like saying, you must have had lifetimes doing this. This comes very natural to you. And so she had her husband come in and she was like, I want you to do Reiki on my husband. He has an issue going on currently. And I want you just to see if you could intuitively feel where there's an issue. So I was like, you know, obviously like internally sweating. Cause I'm like, holy shit. Like I am going to be working in front of my Reiki master on her husband, you know, like being tested and just, she just wanted to, for me, honestly, I don't think I was being tested. I think she wanted me to see the potential that I had. So I'm like, okay, yes, I'll do this. So I go to do it. I'm working on him. And then I stop, I stop right above his, um, right side, kind of, um, near like above the hip, probably about five inches above the hip. And I'm like, okay, like right here. And I'm just working right there. And I'm like, oh, it's right here. And she was like, wow. She's like, I can't believe you've never done energy work before. This is exactly what is going on with him. You know, he has such and such going on and, you know, just really that, that kind of teacher and that kind of mentor, especially working with Melinda, who really, you know, she lives in a totally different state. And we would connect and talk. She opened me up. And then meeting my Reiki master, Pam, opened me up. And so I went back to her for several more workshops to be attuned to um, Reiki level three. And so that's, you know, kind of how it started. I started doing Reiki. But at that time, I knew nobody doing Reiki. Okay. You know, I knew nobody, none of my friends, none of my family, nobody that I knew in my, my circle, even rippling out past my inner circle. No one I knew was doing this. The only people I knew that were doing these types of things were Melinda and Pam. So I started to kind of like, I was quiet about it. I was in the spiritual closet. So this is like probably around the age of, I was probably like 29, 30 ish. I was in the spiritual closet, not really letting a lot of people into what I was doing. So then I, um, started to just like kind of talk to certain people that I knew were open and just let them know what I was doing. And my first client happened to be a girl that I really didn't know, but she was a fitness student and she's since become a friend. She reached out to me because she was having fertility issues. So she is like, Hey, I heard that you do um, Reiki energy healing. I've been researching it. I feel like this is a step that I need to take. I've read a lot of good things about it. Would you be willing to take me on as a client? And first and foremost, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so exciting. And then secondly, I was like, holy shit, like, whoa, this is getting real. 
like, I'm going to do this thing. Like, uh, okay. Like, can I do this? Like, do I have this in me? Like, oh my gosh, who am I to do this? And then I was just like, you know what, Nicole, you need to practice. This is going to be so good for you. You need to tap into this gift. So I, of course, said, yes, yes, let's work together. We started working together and we probably worked together for, oh gosh, like six months, like clearing out some um, energy things, some baggage, helping to reawaken and get some chakras going and, you know, some like stagnation for probably about six months while she was going through some um, different fertility treatments and things like that. And she did end up getting pregnant. She was pregnant with twins and we continued our work together. And as we were working together, I remember her coming to me talking about how she was told by her doctor that one of the twins was not going to make it. It, the, The twin wasn't growing it was lacking behind. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to be considered viable anymore. And I, and so she came to me after that appointment, very upset. So I was like, let's do some, let's do some energy work. Let's find out what's going on. Let me see if I can communicate with the soul. And I start to, and I get this clear image that that twin is going to be fine. And the reason why it comes across that, you know, she's not going to, you know, make it or be viable or she's not growing is because she's scared. She is a star seed. She's from another planet. She doesn't really want to come here to earth. You know, she feels more comfortable among the stars and she is going to probably have some high sensory like issues, like be like empathic, be a high sensitive um, being and have these like gifts and, but she's also going to have, you know, social anxiety, but that's just because the energy is really going to be so strong for her. She's not going to understand yet how to filter other people's energy versus her own and to create those healthy boundaries. So we talk about it and that made her feel better. And we just kind of talked about it. And then after that session, we really worked the energy on that baby and the pregnancy kept going along. Then that baby was growing and thriving. And she did have two healthy, beautiful babies who are now, they're going to be four. They're going to be four this year. And that, that twin is exactly the embodiment of the energy that I felt while she was um, in the womb. That very highly sensitive, um, takes on the energy, does have a bit of social anxiety, but it's, I always think of social anxiety as not knowing how to filter energy of other people and things versus your own. And she does have those things. So because of this person, this one person that I was able to work with for gosh, a year and a half, it really gave me the confidence to like put myself out there and to, to like be like, yes, I do energy work. Let me know if you want to work with me. And then this started this um, rolling of different clientele, different people that I would work with. And it really just kept evolving because what I would do is whenever I would work with people doing energy work, I would always get these intuitive messages. And at first I didn't want to share them because, you know, some of the messages that come through, who wants to share some of them? Because they're hard to share what you're picking up on. But I started to just 
keep doing it. And then I would get feedback from different clients or people I was working with and they would like be like, yes, this made sense. I'm like, yep, you hit the nail on the head. Or maybe it doesn't make sense right then and there. But a couple of days later, they're like, what you talked about here, I see how it's happening. I see what's going on. It makes total sense now. And through working with clients and just doing um, energy work and doing Reiki and doing in- intuitive energy healings, it kept snowballing into just different aspects of myself that have like led me here with doing, um, you know, um, shamanism, working with, um, shamanic practices with people doing past life regressions for people, which I will do separate podcasts on those two things because I love them and doing intuitive readings for people, holding space and being, um, in the role of a teacher teaching people about different um, spiritual concepts and just helping people embody this side because we are all soulful beings who are having a human experience. We're all soulful. We all have the capacity and the capability within us. And sometimes it takes a, a, a teacher or a mentor to cross our path at the right time that helps us to reignite that, to meet ourselves again. And that's what I feel like that I do. I feel like that I help activate and I help align people to their true nature through the various tools, the various teachings that I do. And so that's just kind of a little bit of a backstory about how I got to where I am. I hope that it wasn't too like all over the place and um, I didn't want to make the podcast too long. But I just wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of overview into, you know, who I am or kind of like what led up to me being in the spiritual realm of what I do because I get asked about it all the time. And sometimes people think like, oh my gosh, like Nicole's so different. This is not who she was. This is who I've always been. You just didn't know it because I didn't share it. I didn't let myself out of the spiritual closet. And I'll talk more about this when I talk about past lives, because I have uncovered so much about myself and my soul through my past lives to why in this current lifetime, I have had such a hard, resistant time with allowing myself to be fully seen, to allowing myself to teach, to do energy work, to speak about what I do, to share my medicine, because I've had lifetimes of persecution and ridicule and judgment for what I've done. And those things carry over into your current life until you acknowledge them, until you work through them and you heal them. And so through doing past life regressions with, um, with people who do those and then doing ones with myself, like guided ones, I have really been able to see a lot and heal a lot. And so that's why I'm really passionate about doing past life regression for other people. So like I said, we'll talk more about that in another podcast, but yeah, so yeah, I hope this is kind of shows you guys and tells you guys a little bit more about me. And I think the more that you guys listen to my podcast, the more that you will get to understand me, you'll get to um, know what I'm about and I'll keep sharing more and more about my journey and everything in between. So yeah. So, you know, that's all I have for you guys today. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. And like I said, if you, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, please share, please talk about this with those that you think will be interested in this, because the more that we tell, the more that we share, the more that we create and cultivate this beautiful community, 
And I'm all about sharing the messages, insights, and wisdom that I have and that I know to be true with you guys. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys later.